on a very special episode of Press B to Cancel. Today, we have the creator, Tobor Prime. Press B to Cancel. How's it going, everybody? It's Polish109 here. I am greeted by a friend. I think has the... No, that's not how we say this. We are we are joined by a friend and is known as the G to the P, Guy Prime from The Therapy Couch, formerly The Retro Therapy, formerly Hey You. And also, we have a special, a special guest today. We have the creator himself, Tobor Prime of Planet Tobor. Hey, thank you. I think I totally uh, botched your intro. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Offsides <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Offsides. Oh God. So yeah, this is already the most professional we've ever been. So it's a good sign. But anyways, uh, yeah. So <laughs> joined with uh, Tobor and myself, we have Guy Prime from the from the therapy couch. You want to say hi? Yes, I do. Hi. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, let's go straight into this. Tobor. Yes, sir. Why the hell are you here? How am I here? I don't know why. Why? Why? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I I'm in the wrong <laughs> Discord channel. I think I'll be. I'll, I'll talk okay. to you guys later. Okay. Cool. Oops. Well, since we got you here, I mean, I mean, I heard that you're uh, you're making your own game. You want to tell me about it a little bit? Sure. Uh, so Savage the Shard of Gosen is a an action platformer, old school sword and sorcery RPG, retro styled video game that I've been working on for uh, all of the 21st century <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, and so an RPG stands for what exactly? Rocket propelled grenade? That's right. Okay. Right in your face. Okay. If you're, if okay. you're it's, into, yeah, if you're into Conan the Barbarian, you're going to get a rocket propelled grenade right into your, right into your mug with, uh, with Savage. Sweet. Okay. I never caught that one in the demo. So, <laughs> all right. So, just uh, wanted to get you started on it. So the barbarian thing, the sword and sorcery thing, very, very heavy, Arnold heavy, you know. Anything that you want to say like that influenced you leading up to it before before we actually talk about the game itself? Like what were some of your influences? What was what made you want to make this game? Well, I always wanted to make a game. Specifically, when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to work at Nintendo or, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, after playing... I, I, had, I had that dream. Yeah. After playing Super <laughs> Mario Brothers, I was like, I'm going to go make Mario Brothers at Nintendo, is you know, which is a very specific goal to have at five. But um, I don't know. I've just been I think fascinated. we all had it. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been fascinated with that stuff. For I liked making toys growing up and stuff out of just, you know, whatever. So I think I've just got a weird natural tinkerer hair up my ass kind of. I still haven't been able to pull it out. So, I mean, and games are like another aspect of that. Another ass hair? Okay, cool. Yeah, another. Yeah. <laughs> On my sparsely <laughs> sparsely populated butt. <laughs> sparsely haired bottom. This is already going better than I thought, by the way. This is amazing. So. Yeah, they're few, but they're long. <laughs> and crinkly. And Savage is one oh, of those yeah. long crinkly hairs. Uh, but yeah, just growing up playing stuff like HeroQuest. GP, you're familiar with HeroQuest. Yes, very. Yeah, there's stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and, and junk, like looking at the, the old comic books in the 90s had just fantastic Dungeons and Dragons ads in them with like Dark Sun Brom artwork in it and everything. And so stuff like that is like kind of always fueled my imagination. And then later on, the, the Conan stories by Robert E. Howard. And just, yeah, just stuff like just lots of nerdy, nerdy, nerdy stuff. I had to have something to complement my asthma with. So, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, you got to have the the tape on your glasses and uh, you know the dude that's kicking sand on your in your face while you're hanging out with your girlfriend right. oh wait this is <laughs> what girlfriend this <laughs> so yeah if you if your teeth came in just nice enough that you didn't need the head gear guess i'll make a video game <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i guess i'll make a video game <laughs> <laughs> so okay I, I got a few questions here I, I sent you ahead just so you're prepared here but uh what is if you had to say three biggest video game influences that led to you wanting to make Savage? Like, what were the biggest ones that said, "Okay, I want to take this from this and this and this"? And what were the the main three that you'd say influenced Savage game wise? Oh my, that's a heartbreaking question. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just so much. Um, 
which is probably why it's taking so damn long too because i'm like oh i remember <laughs> this other thing in this other game i really like i'm gonna put it in here let's see mario brothers 2 so, so if we're talking like specific mechanical influences mario brothers 2 i loved the the interactability you had with uh is that even a word i don't know it is now yeah, it is in the press b uh dictionary now we make up our own don't worry <laughs> Makes uh, communication very difficult, but very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Mario Brothers 2 with the, you know, you could uh, toss enemies around and stuff and pick things up and throw them and everything. Games like uh, Ultima Underworld and, and uh, Daggerfall with their kind of simulation aspects where you could, uh, you could, you could talk to everybody, you could kill everybody, you could uh, solve puzzles in weird, weird sort of physics-y ways and stuff. And, uh, and Zelda 2, Zelda 2 was a kind of a big yes. thing. Yeah, for me. Uh, I, I liked the mix of overworld exploration, you know, kind of tricked you into into feeling like the the world, the universe that your player inhabited was much bigger than it actually was. Uh, it gave kind of context to uh, the little levels and areas and things that you uh, entered when the game turned into the the 2D action platforming stuff. I don't know. There's like there's a there's a ton of crap. You know, I could go like you know, oh Castlevania because it had good combat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, freaking Final Fantasy uh, VI because it had awesome sprite work. I don't know. I, I what? Okay, can I ask you guys a question? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go what, for it. What do you see when you play Savage? Oh man, how do you for feel? Me? Yeah, what what does it remind you of? Because because Savage is a hack job. It's full of stuff that I've just <laughs> stolen uh, from hack all the things. Hack job, I like but in a in a very very loving way. It's a very homage 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 way. I don't know. I I think like a Castlevania metroidvania kind of thing first off like symphony of the night i know a lot of people are going to say you know oh well you just say metroidvania but i love the way it moves uh-huh. the care like i find it he that kel your main character moves a lot really fluidly i like how he's animated and it kind of reminds me of being alucard in symphony of the night so and like in the best way so that's probably the biggest one there, and then there's the Zelda two influence, I think, as well, because it's just I don't know, the two D sections, the platforming sections. It's more jumping around, it's more vertical, mm. but it still has that essence, and it makes me just want to play both of them, really, yeah. Zelda and Savage. The, the the awesome thing about Zelda, one of the awesome things about Zelda two that not a lot of people talk about is the joy of movement in that game in the mm. platform. It's very smooth. It's a very smooth game that I don't think a lot of people uh, really remember. Like it, it gets a lot of flack, and it's honestly is my favorite. I don't, I haven't played the first one. I, I started and I got like you know long enough to get the sword, and that was it. Mm. It's the worst <laughs> Zelda, don't you know? It's the worst Zelda. Worst, worst. <laughs> yeah, it's so, the goddamn worst Zelda. <laughs> I'm always happy when someone else enjoys Zelda two as much as I do, and I know GP does too. So yeah, yeah, that's that's one of them. It's funny that you mentioned Mario too. Uh, because I played through that like three times today trying to practice for my own purposes because now like that's I'm going through the game in my head now thinking absolutely why why did I not immediately piece that together um, you know the overworld in between you know sections very much Final Fantasy 6 overworld uh, in my head and then yeah the the, the Mario 2 reference I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for not like noticing that you know the the multi-level um, the platforming aspect of it but the different kind of terrain and varied things like that. That's it's brilliant. That's great. That totally comes through. Yeah, and that's I think you you call it a hack job, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think the w- the way you uh, Doki Doki Savage. Put... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, and if you under you don't understand what that is, you can check out our episode on Doki Doki Panic. Oh, uh, I listened to that one. Oh God! Yeah, I love your guys' Speaking podcast. Of, oh by the way, <laughs> I should have led with oh, that you... to butter you up, but oh. You want to you want to be interviewed on it sometime? We could do that if you'd like. That would be fantastic. And I'm 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 glad you didn't start off trying to butter us up. I'm glad that we got the uh, the hair up the ass uh, anecdotes first. I'm, I'm glad that that's how we, we we started. It feels more real, for more grounded. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we like to lead things ass first. <laughs> yeah, never half ass it, all ass. It, yeah, so. all ass. Well, uh, let me. Uh, well, because I, I know we have just a, a ton of questions here. Was there a, a day or like a um, a moment that hit you in, in life that you can pinpoint and be like, that was the day I knew this was the game I was going to make? Because I imagine you had multiple ideas for multiple potential games. Uh, where, when was it that you were like, this is going to be the one? This is the leader. This is the winner. When I started working on this, this was uh, embarrassingly like 
I want to say 2009, maybe 2010, where I was like, I want to make a video game. And I'm not really sure what. I just knew, I don't know, my, my burgeoning game development trigger finger, I guess, was was firmly uh, firmly grappling a like a barbarian-themed thing. And I knew it was like maybe going to be a platformer or something. But a lot of that kind of came from, like, I used to live in L.A., I, I, I lost a ton of money. I worked at a place that didn't pay me. I had a I had a roommate that owed me a lot of money. Like it was it was a disaster. Much like the story of anybody that went to go, you know, try to do things in, in Los Angeles. Um <laughs> it was just like a, a left behind a smoldering wreckage. Uh I moved back home and, and started working at my old job again, which was a dehydrated vegetable shipping and receiving and processing warehouse plant thing. It was it was kinda weird. Uh, but anyway, um that's very specific. I kind of like it, but anyway. But like, like I did stuff out uh, when I lived in LA. I was, you know, working with a really small. Uh, a buddy of mine had a like a production company and stuff. We made we made films and we you know shopped them around. We made uh, promotional material for for other businesses and stuff. And I I had done music as well. I'd been in bands and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I was I was kind of tired of working with other people because uh, I'm a I'm a bastard of a control freak. <laughs> and just and just kind of being screwed over a little bit like you 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 know you do enough stuff like that and like eventually somebody's gonna steal something of yours and you're gonna find out about it and it's gonna, you're just gonna be like fed up it's like this is this is my breaking point i'm done with this i'm yeah. gonna keep going oh, it was yeah it was surreal because uh like one of them was uh like we made a we made a short film and we showed it to some people like some what would i what would i uh what would i call Friends. it Hi, influential people <laughs> oh. uh that that got a hold of it so, and yeah, said it was friends. Yeah, I mean, friend, yeah. Who needs who needs enemies? With, no, just kidding. no. The guy I worked with was a lot of fun, and we we were we were good friends and everything. But we we showed our some of our stuff to somebody who got a hold of it and told us it was awesome. And uh, and then later on, uh, after you know dreams crushed, <laughs> working working my old job, uh, several jobs. I worked at a came back home, did my dehydrated vegetable stuff, and then also got another job at a at a movie theater I used to work at when I was a teenager. They were still around. And I was doing a, like projection stuff and, and, and usher stuff, like going in and cleaning theaters and stuff. I remember seeing my work on the screen in the theater that I was cleaning. <laughs> it's like, you got to be kidding oh, nice. me. You know, <laughs> same production company of this guy that took our ideas <laughs> and, and ran oh. with them. Oh, uh, oh, in that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't like shit. Like, oh, we made <laughs> I was thinking, it. Like, oh yeah, everything savage is on screen. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing <laughs> like that. Unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, because it set me on the you know to finally getting around to making a game. Because I was like, this is something I can do uh, by myself, even though I wouldn't recommend uh, that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning experience. I know. Yeah, yeah. It was another. It was another thing to kind of sink my my time uh, and energy into that I could, uh, you know, it was a brand new thing. So it was exciting to learn it. Like you get, you get all your dopamine hits from stuff like that when you're learning things and you're, you know, uh, getting good at a very fast rate as opposed to later on when, you know, you kind of plateau or whatever. But uh, yeah, I picked up a book on Game Maker Studio. Well, it wasn't Game Maker Studio then. It was Jesus. I've been working on Savage for like several iterations of this software. But yeah, like uh, it's funny that you mentioned Symphony of the Night too. Why aren't was... you making this on Game Maker 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you using uh, uh, Unreal Four, uh, idiot? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I started then, and it was uh, like I, I kind of had a. I was like, oh, maybe I'll make it like Symphony of the Night, where you're like this barbarian dude, and you're you're escaping a. Uh, instead of trying to get through a castle, you're escaping a castle. Like you've been thrown in prison. Uh, you're gonna go like kill a bunch of uh, slaver type dudes, and then the the end will be eventually just escape. It was supposed to be like almost a little bit Metroidvania e in a you know open ended sort of dungeon for you to solve which is how it started out and my little brother at the time who was like five was playing it and he really enjoyed it so i just yeah i just kept working on it but eventually fast forward i'm sorry this is so verbose uh, <laughs> no it's all good i'm so sorry about that um but eventually uh got married we moved my wife and i moved to austin texas into a, a roach infested little apartment and i was i was i was working on the game i was doing a web comic like a daily web comic as well as YouTube videos, I was trying to do like a multimedia empire, but because <laughs> I'm because I'm a, a a weirdo, it's just the times. It's okay. I get, yeah, um, <laughs> you did it before it was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm trendy. I'm hip. Ass first. <laughs> Ass hair first. Yes, yeah, hair first. And then eventually, the apartment burned down, and we uh, <laughs> so we so casual. Yeah, yeah. We we the easiest move I've ever made in my life uh, was that one. Um, 
Good riddance, though. That place was nasty. It was there were like roaches in the walls and stuff, and they'd fall out of the lights in the ceiling, and it was oh, it was awful. We moved to a new place, uh, a little studio apartment, and I just kept working on the game. And I eventually found Twitch, and I met a guy called Indy on Twitch, who uh, asked me where the Kickstarter was for my game because he thought it was pretty cool. And I was like, uh, I don't have one. He's like, well, make one. So I did. Uh, and that was right around the time where I was like, okay, this is the game I want to make. Like the, the overworld with the, uh, you know, the, the more Zelda 2 aspects kind of started to come to life there. So were you streaming dev for this game at this point? Or was... Uh, yeah, I, I started to before the Kickstarter, which was in 2014. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, actually, we got some questions about the Kickstarter, too. This was from uh, Sick Jake, because we all... We all kind of jumped in on this. We wanted to get questions for you. Sure. So Jake was wondering, uh, were you surprised? Because you actually over you went past your goal, right? Uh, yeah. So what was your like reaction to that? Like, what were you expecting, and what what kind of what did it feel like going on Kickstarter and all of a sudden setting a goal and then going over it? That was a uh, kind of an incredibly surreal thing to do because I mean I'm sure like you guys feel, and probably most creatives out there feel. We, we have this sort of sense about ourselves and about our work where it's we shouldn't charge anything for it, you know, or we should charge very, yeah. very little. And it's like, oh, can't, uh, you know, it should be about uh, it should be about the art it should be about the passion while you're while you're you know coughing your lungs up in the street dying or something. It's about the art, man. So I was I, you know, I I undersold it heavily and, and made the uh, the buy in for the game uh, very, very low, like, you know, around, uh, five bucks was you could get a copy of the game. So yeah, I don't yeah, you, I had this thing in my head and I still have it and it's hard to shake off where you know your work is kind of worthless and you're you know you're not really good at what you do but you're trying to do it anyway, so you don't want to cheat anybody. So I set the yeah, and I set the the bar very low and I didn't and and people were asking me during the Kickstarter like why don't you spice this up a little? We'd like to have, you know, bigger rewards and we'd give you more money for it. Like stuff like, uh, you know, physical copies and everything. But I was, I was terrified of all that stuff. I was like, I've never done anything like I've let alone make a game before. Like I was still kind of learning how to do it. I had this, uh, uh, sort of self-contained prototype thing that you could play. It was like maybe, maybe like about an hour of video game there that you could just kind of run through and like kill a boss at the end and, you know, have a little, a sort of a video gamey ending. There was like an arc there, you know, uh, a gameplay arc um enough to get that taste to get that fix and be like i want i want some more of this right and it's it's very garbage when you look back at it now it's like oh my <laughs> god i don't know that i was necessarily surprised that it made it because uh, indy and his community really rallied around it and uh, especially a, a a few guys there bless them they they put it uh <laughs> they they backed a lot behind it they they supported it pretty heavily which it probably wouldn't have would have wouldn't have made it otherwise yeah, I, I was. I don't know that I was necessarily surprised because I did make it, you know, kind of at a, a low success level. And and at that point too, since where we were living, our, our our living expenses were very very low, and and that would have sort of covered like a year or two of of living the way that we were living at the time. And I was like, surely I'll be done in two years. It can't possibly take any longer. But uh, here we are now in twenty twenty. Whoops. Speaking to that, you know, well, okay, it'll probably take two years, and then here we are, however many years later. Did you find that there were a lot of ideas or any ideas that didn't make the cut? Or are there any things that you kind of think, man, I wish I'd put this in there instead because that was a solid idea? Things like that. There are some really crazy things that I wanted to put into the game that I know that I'm not going to. Like, uh, I wanted there to be a 3D uh, uh, battle and and war campaign system in the game mm-hmm. so you know like how the the overworld map is like kind of mode seven ish style thing right. i wanted to have these battlefields that you could access so okay like you're you're in the you know you're in the gosenian highlands or something right let's use a fun fantasy words yes and <laughs> there's an argeshi uh, encampment out there like a little little uh, slaver camp that that kind of springs up because you haven't really touched that area in a while um, and it becomes a location on the world map. Uh, if you leave it alone, you know, you let them ravage the landscape unchecked. They'll, they'll start rounding up people of the highlands as slaves. You, you, can, you can find places to liberate them. And each slave would have like a different, or there, there would be a variety of, uh, of, of slaves that you could liberate. You know, like maybe spearmen, archers, guys that can uh, 
uh, ride cavalry or something. And then that Argeshi encampment would, would get bigger and bigger if you left it alone, and it would eventually become a fortress. Uh, you could attack the fortress with the with the dudes that you liberated. They'd follow you into battle, and it would go into a, a 3D Mode 7 style battlefield where you'd all you know kind of charge each other and stuff. And each uh, it would be kind of a, ro- a game of rock paper scissors. Like each troop would attack another troop. Like you know, a spearman would do really well versus a cavalry guy or something, and an archer could take out uh, uh, a normal uh, unshielded. Uh, uh, footmen or something. I was going to do stuff like that, like really, really stupid, <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> that would have taken like another million. Like I basically wanted to squeeze Mountain Blade uh, into Savage uh, on accident, I guess. <laughs> and then some kind of weird player housing system too, where you could uh, build your own little uh, house at one of the Binding Stone locations. The Binding Stone locations on the world map are supposed to be kind of your your, uh, your fast travel nodes between the different areas of the world. There's going to be like three or four of them. But like reality would be warping and shifting around them so that uh, they'd all sort of be the same place. But you would, you know, there would be one in the desert, one in the, one in the, one in Volenheim and one in the Highlands and in the, in the Gosenian Hills. So I, I, I was going to put like a thing in there where you could, uh, you know, if you killed certain bosses, you could put their heads on the wall and stuff and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Or right? a place it, yeah. to stash your, your junk. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Every man needs a place to stash his junk. <laughs> So that was actually from Werewolf. He was asking about that too. So and one question Werewolf is going to ask you is, uh, you think anything is going to be majorly different by the end of ve- development compared to now? So what you have in the game now, what you've already established, do you foresee like big changes or are you kind of just happy with this and you're adding on to it or are you going to subtract from it? Do you think you're kind of just on par with what you want to do now? Have you found your groove? Are you Stella? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, a super Stella now. Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm I'm more focusing on on putting content out and polish is so so the way that the game works mechanically right now it's not really going to be too terribly different like all of the systems and everything are in the game and they have been for actually quite a while but like there've been some things some upgrades along the way like uh, it wasn't too long ago that I added upward and downward combat like the ability for you to strike upward from all of your neutral states okay yeah. and downward while you're in the air and all that stuff so that's thank you by the way relative <laughs> oh, I, I that's something that i was kind of like i don't know if i'm gonna do, i really wanted it for a long time but i was like i don't know if i'm gonna do that because then i gotta you know do all the other armor states for him and like you know left facing right facing like it was just but i did i, I buckled down and like maybe in a, a couple months uh managed to put that in the game and it feels so much better for it i think so i mean if anything weird like that pops up and it's just like i gotta have this i gotta have this i'm i'm a little more hesitant to do that now i i kind of just want to finish and i want to like wrap things up and and you know right now it's a an issue of uh just putting in the remaining dungeons giving the bosses that are done a home to call their own uh, a, a place to put their junk Aww. as well <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just is there's a lot of things as I listen to you talk. I'm like, these are the 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 thought trains of brilliant people. Like it just the ravings of a lunatic. Yes, but the other side <laughs> of that is you're absolutely genius. Like, where am I going to put this person's junk? And a video game is such a novel idea to somebody who's never thought about creating one. But it's a really good point. And so I, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of taking notes here. <laughs> about shit shit people think about i i love it 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 tickles me i'm sorry oh yeah let's let's all make our worst zelda (laughs) done i didn't do it (laughs) that's actually something i was going to mention too is like watching you develop this game on twitch is that's how i met you on twitch and uh like i've i've loved seeing it go through the evolution i've seen like i get to see the work that you put in and playing the game when i finally got to play the game I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, it's it's still an early access, so you still got work to do and you're still working on it. But seeing that progress and seeing what you're working with and the kind of bugs you're trying to fix and little things like that, it really made me respect a lot of indie games in general and a lot more respect for older video games too because, I, you know, stuff that I took for granted as a kid and now I'm looking back at it. It's still kind of mind-blowing to look back at it and say this, this game came out in like 88 or 86 or seeing seeing it done now and watching you do it is, I got to say, I, I always suck up to Tobor because I, I love what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, it just it's, it's cool to see it from a, a casual gamer's point of view 
what kind of things go into making a video game. So it's really cool to watch. So, and especially when you're balance, like when you're talking balancing out things and saying, is this worth the effort? You know, you took two months to put the uh, two or three months to put the up and down attacks in and work that into your game. So trying to figure out where you are. And all of this is the first time for you, right? You haven't done this before. Uh, nothing like this. So, I mean, it's not like you jumped in, you made your own Pac-Man game, and then said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I played around a lot with stuff like that as a kid. Something period, uh, fifth period, something like that, uh, Mr. Isaac's C++ class in high school. Uh, oh I yeah, made... sure. I took that class. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, we uh, we both we both <laughs> cut our teeth under nine point five, as we called him, because he was missing a part of one of his fingers. Oh, actually, oh, wow. by the time I knew him, <laughs> by the time I knew him, he was just nine. Ah! Different yeah. finger, but yeah, we just called him old nine fingers. Yeah. The rest of that thing just <laughs> fell off. <laughs> just nine. Uh, I made a, a a game in heavy heavy air quotes uh, called Kill Kill the Orc. <laughs> So this isn't your first foray into the sword and sorcery realm then. Wow. Okay, my, my dream is just gone. My vision of the creator is gone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, people uh, people inevitably get disappointed with me. It's okay, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still riding high on the uh, on the Tobor. On the ass first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had me at ass first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Quick question now, since we're you know we could talk about anything any of this for hours. Why Game Maker? Why why didn't you use something else like Unity? Is a real common one, especially with first time devs and stuff. So what made you go to get a book on Game Maker? Because people that use Unity are <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I I was searching for like just very very basic. <laughs> Sorry, I told you ask first. <laughs> Sorry. Calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean. I'm, I'm, I'm horribly toxic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Horribly toxic. In the most polite <laughs> voice, I'm so sorry. I'm horribly toxic. You're uncomfortably toxic. <laughs> uncomfortably. Terribly. T- terrible man. I don't know. Like, it was it was a, a few Google searches, uh, like, trying to find something that I didn't need to for, relearn from scratch, something like C++, or, like, get, get familiar with all these crazy libraries and... I eventually just stumbled into Game Maker, and it was it looked and it wasn't like it wasn't like some weird like you know like RPG Maker thing or uh, you know make your own action platforming video game like with all this you know stuff that you had to kind of stick with preset tiles, preset music and sprites, right? Or even just like preset like engine kind of thing where it's like you can only make a Castlevania clone with this thing or something yeah. like that. I mean that's right up my alley, but that's because I have no patience to learn so. Mm. I will pay. I will pay to play your game, my friend. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, you guys, uh, this is. I'm, I'm so so sorry about this. This is a heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, uh, I, I digress heavily and uh, fantastically. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. The, uh, somebody is putting together a a Super Nintendo game maker. Oh, oh, baby. So so pretty soon we'll be able to uh, quote unquote easily make Super Nintendo games without having to know. Uh, assembly or anything like that kind of like nest maker anyway i'm sorry i'm so, uh, so just game maker was <laughs> no it's cool yeah game maker seemed like you could do anything with it like and you could literally literally do anything with game maker you could make your own uh like spreadsheet software if you really wanted to with game maker it was it was open and like the skill ceiling was high enough you know with it where you could basically just do whatever uh but but it had a very very easy uh way to introduce you to it uh to make something and get something up and running and everything yeah, that would be key for me because I've got like the the most basic of video editing software and I'm still banging my head against the wall, so mm. I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Game Maker can be Windows Movie Maker all the way up to uh some other thing. <laughs> Big thing. Final Cut Pro or whatever. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah. I heard I heard the name before. I don't know if it's any good or not, but anyways. I digress. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, you decided on that. You stuck with it. I know there's been, like, upgrades. Why aren't you using Game Maker 2 and stuff like that? Mm. But. Yeah, and th- th- uh, that's because uh, switching switching over to Game Maker 2 is, is pretty uh, precarious. It's it, it's basically a whole different beast, and there would be aspects of the game that I'd have to rewrite. Like, eventually, I, I probably will just because of the opportunity that Game Maker Studio 2 gives you. It, it lets you port... Like Nintendo Switch, for example. So, if I could get Savage kind of 
a little tidier and working on Studio 2, uh, I don't see why I wouldn't do that. That would be worth, worthy of buying a Switch, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, since since we're talking about the hardware and stuff like that, has there any been major hurdles when you were working on this? Like, You're learning everything as you go. You've done the art. You've done the coding. You've done the music. God knows what else, because I don't know what else goes into a video game like when it comes to making but the, what was the probably pain. one of the biggest hurdles the back pain yeah i know that one okay <laughs> but uh what was probably one of the biggest hurdles you've you've had to deal with from starting this game man that's a good question uh <laughs> making making him move left and right was <laughs> i remember particularly being very challenging just making a guy move around on the screen was was tough i can imagine drawing the 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 uh the art and then that's it. And I'm like, how do people go, you know, doing this and that? So yeah, well, and then, and then uh, uh, kind kind of knowing that I wanted to make something that was, you know, low fidelity looking, like a, you know, like a Nintendo game or a Super Nintendo game or whatever. Like I had no idea about sizes or anything, like how big to draw things, how big to, you know, what the screen shape or size or you know aspect ratio and, and resolution should be like it's i mean we, we've got it like way stupid easy as game makers today like we're kind of <laughs> like when it comes to like the kind of stuff that uh that other people had to do for for actual hardware development yeah, like punching in individual pixels like hexadecimal code for individual pixels yeah like lo- look up tables like that. so that you could draw mario to the screen and and make sure that you're doing all of your stuff between cycles of the, you know, the CRT TV using its <laughs> ray to 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 draw the image to the screen and then resetting itself into position and 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 you know all this crazy stuff like compensating for periods when the when the ray is not on the not drawing to the the TV or whatever. Uh, and, and I mean, somebody who's listening to this who who knows about all of that stuff is probably cringing pretty hard at my terminology, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I know all about overcompensating so yeah that's accurate <laughs> ask first <laughs> you were you were at home with us don't worry there's there's so many things like that i mean and to get the 3d world map running the way i wanted it to and and uh, the next i mean the next biggest hurdle is just uh finishing my goddamn work <laughs> you know like god damn it like when is enough enough stop doing this to yourself man <laughs> yeah well, okay, so just for people like as of as of right now, you know, you're still in early access. If you had to give it a rough rough estimate, like completion wise, for just like the main story content wise, how much of the game do you have for people to play? Like, if I went and bought the game right now and installed it, how much of it am I going to be able to play? Ah, uh, there's over fifty percent of of the content in there. Maybe not so much as far as like actual story stuff. You know, like uh, like like characters saying things, and you saying things to characters. Like uh, a lot of that still needs to be injected into it. But like as far as play, like and there's you know there's a there's a reasonable amount of uh, I, there's so many like weird aspects to it because you have your you know you have your conversations that you can have with NPCs and everything and and the information that they give you and then there's the actual dungeon crawls and stuff and the the hunting for items and the fighting of bosses and stuff and the locations on the world map. But yeah, there's it's it's definitely over half. Okay. And you can I think maybe a better approximation would be like you can you can spend a good 10 hours in the game right now, I think. Okay. You can juice it a little bit in other words. Uh <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on like the I I started a couple before and like started a couple of different plays and both times I had different outcomes just from like what I was wearing when I entered the village versus I accidentally hit one dude or <laughs> so there's more than one way to play through the game and that blows me away for how the way you have it set up like the game is not done but the, what you have done now is just kind of it's, it's almost overwhelming just to see how much you have done oh, I wonder if I do it this way I wonder if I do it that way so there's a lot of like forethought put into it it's really cool to see and yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do was like I want to put a lot of content in there but I also want to put a uh like an efficiency track in there, like an efficiency route, a critical path, let's say, um, as they as they call it in the in the biz, I guess. That's <laughs> what I've <laughs> what I've heard. So the, I want the critical path to be like if you're really really awesome at it and you know what you're doing. I you know I don't want it to take that long to play through. Um, 
and it, so it uh, it lends itself to to multiple playthroughs and stuff once you understand you know the world and everything in the setting. But if you want to kind of hang out there for a while and you want to grind for stuff and you want to do like late game stuff and go after optional bosses and and locations and everything, there's stuff in there for you to do as well as stuff for you to only be able to get on a second or third playthrough even. So uh, that's the plan anyway. And it's working. It's, it's slowly, very slowly, but it's, it's working. <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah. We're yeah. doing this. Now, is there anything you'd like to talk about that you'd like to get out there for anybody who's listening, for anybody who's uh, who's already got the game, anybody who might be interested in the game, anything you want to just talk about? Well, first of all, if you have the game already, then thank you very much. And thank you for supporting it. And thank you for being so patient. I don't deserve any of that, uh, as far as I'm concerned. As f- from a, from a, like a, a marketing and a deliver deliverability standpoint, I have failed spectacularly uh, at this. Uh, ask first, <laughs> but I do think that the game is is getting objectively better. I mean, obviously, you know that's the trick, right? Like you could do anything if you had a hundred years, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's the terrifying thing is you can lose yourself. I actually, learn how to play guitar finally. God damn it! Yeah, yeah, you could learn. Yeah, you could learn every language. You could, uh, you know, become a fantastic. Uh, you know, maybe you're just working on one painting for the rest of your life, and it's, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're going to become a fantastic lover, and I was about to say too late. <laughs> you can be a fantastic Wait. lover as well there we if go. you practice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Practice with a cantaloupe, all right? Ash first. <laughs> but yeah, anything. Like, you know, it's like, I'm going to go build a castle. And, and that's the danger of this, too, is like, um, I still need to make money at some point as well. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. There's that, like, decision that needs to be weighed all the time. So it's like, do I just... Uh, do I just smack an ending on this thing? Like, put the final boss in? Or, like, kind of rewrite the ending a little bit and ship now? And forever hold my peace? And then just uh, followed up with a savage too. Like I don't want to do that. Like there's there are things that I don't want to uh, compromise on just yet. <laughs> I I find that interesting because I feel like people in the video game industry, especially nowadays, do that all the time. Of course, instead of releasing a sequel, they they label it like DLC. Sure. And I think that's a completely <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh yeah, let's rush it out. We'll just do DLC later on. So yeah. Uh, mad respect to you for wanting to make a quality first release product. Oh God! Yeah, entertainment is in such a weird place right now. Um, companies is, be canceled. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> freaking insane people ranting and raving on the internet, uh, like press B to cancel. Uh, but yeah. we're good at what we do. Companies that have gotten so huge, where the where the balance between uh, you know some people that want to create something because it entertains them and they really want to see it exist, the balance between them and you know like like the money people. You know, the, the CEOs and stuff have gotten, like, way out of whack. And and businesses have gotten so large that they've got entire teams, like, dedicated to stuff that may or may not ever happen. Uh, where they've got these, you know, massive campuses and stuff and, like, this huge overhead. Uh, and they've just, people, you know, just gotten comfortable. They've gotten soft. They've gotten too <laughs> soft. And then, and then something like, uh, you know, like this uh, situation right now that's going on with the, uh, you know, the, the beer virus. It's just going to tip those guys over. Uh, you're seeing it right now with the comic book industry where like it could not survive two weeks of very little business uh, with people on lockdown and shops having to close like that whole industry is on fire right now. And I think that is a uh, that's a little bit of a look at I think where where Hollywood and, and uh, the big the big games industry is going to wind up like I think uh, the silver lining behind all of this is I think when this stuff sort of clears up a little bit or, or gets back to whatever the you know quote unquote new normal is right we're going to we're going to get a little bit of a renaissance where people are going to um, not only is stuff going to be produced in a different way but uh, people are going to make things that they actually want and people are going to buy things that they actually want instead of just you know sort of getting addicted to a way of consumerism where it's like, you know, oh, it's another another one of these. Uh, I hope, I wish that they did a better job, but like, I don't see any other options, so I'm just going to buy it still yeah. or whatever. I'm just still going to shell out anyway, so. Yeah, I think things are going to shift a little bit for the better because I think I, th- I think this was going to happen anyway, but I think that this, you know, Corona-chan kind of just helped it along a little bit. Like it, it, it yeah. hit the fast forward button in, in, a, in a number of, by, you know, a couple years maybe where we, we didn't have to agonize over it too too much longer. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think what you're going at is solid, actually, because it's easy to take things for granted, especially in this day and age. I mean, you have 
you know, especially with all the crunch and things that people are talking about in video game industry and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, crunching so, on stuff that they don't even want to necessarily care about and they don't own it, you know? Like, it's they're not yeah. creator-owned properties. They're Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but, uh, like, I think that's one thing that when this thing kind of blows over a bit more, you'll start seeing people a lot more appreciative of things they want to see and thing like they more respectful of what what they get to experience because you know the convenience is not there anymore so i think now that when when you get to exposure to something you want to see i think you'll be a little bit more grateful for it so and and that's i think part of what i was talking about earlier too is understanding how devs do it uh, from the indie side of things i'm just like okay you're one of the main devs that I follow that's indie. <laughs> so, like, I've got a handful of games on my Steam library. I'm not that educated in the indie scene, but I have a lot more respect, and I and I like seeing more. Like, there's more indie games on my wish list now than anything else, and I, I don't have much interest in the AAA thing anymore because of that, because I like indie because it's more themed towards retro, you know? There's more vintage kind of thing. So it's, it's cool to see, and the ass-kissing aside from your uh i, I don't want to pluck out that hair by any means because that's that's the, ah. that's, that's the uh Be careful what those lips land th- yeah exactly <laughs> i want to make sure that everything's okay here so uh you know this this keeps going so whatever you're doing keep doing it i i appreciate it well thank uh i pre- i thank you i don't deserve any of that but yeah my ass is thoroughly uh thoroughly uh sopping wet now mine too humid i think completely different <laughs> reasons yeah <laughs> But yeah, you you bring up some interesting stuff with the retro thing. Like, I don't necessarily think that people are drawn to that stuff because of the way it looks, but because of the philosophies behind the development of that stuff. And I think you could totally do that. Yeah, I think you could totally pull that off in, you know, things that look, uh, you know, are running on better tech and everything. But you don't see a lot of that right now. But I think, uh, you know, one of the best examples of that is probably Dark Souls, where it feels like a video game still like it treats you like a video game uh, as opposed to you know a cinematic experience or something that's you know bloated and why aren't i just uh watching a movie like this is kind of a game it kind of it like you know the the fail state is confusing like i don't i'm either guided too much or like not enough you know they're not things that you can learn or necessarily get too much better at but it, it, i think it's just a philosophy thing as far as design goes i i don't have any real experience with dark souls i played it for like 45 minutes when it was free from xbox 360 you know on xbox live and i was like there's no story to this screw this i don't care and i'm like i i i, I hated it and watching my friends play it on stream now i'm, I'm actually kind of interested i don't I, I enjoy watching them play it yeah but for the fact that it, there's one thing that I like about it is that the story. It's it's like watching a really high tech Nintendo game to me mm-hmm. because absolutely. First off, is NES hard? <laughs> it's like you know ridiculously hard. People are like, oh man, this is like Dark Souls hard. You know, yeah. well it it demands a little practice from your part. You know, like, yeah, and th- and that's the thing too. And like you're not focused on the story. There is you know there's lore behind it. You got to go out of your way to find it. Mm-hmm. But it's literally jump in do it and i think that's something that a lot of older video games did there's you didn't have tutorials you had to read the manual and even then you didn't have to you could just jump in and play it yeah and you'll learn by dying you'll learn through experience and so that's i think that's kind of cool because i've seen that element now in savage as well so like i i I want i want a manual i'm not gonna lie but at the same time it is fun discovering things in that game so Mm. yeah i want to do i want to do a manual still i want to do uh like a little art book and whatever else. Yeah, I want I want supplements for the game, absolutely. Uh, and right. eventually a physical, too, because that's another thing I think um, I miss about gaming is not having control over the product that I, that I bought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so definitely if you get that going out, I'm looking for like, you know, 25 years from now, I want to see a website reissuing it with some extra swag in there. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, and if you slap the name Deluxe Edition on anything that you do, I will I will rebuy it indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. I you know what I want to call that is like the way it should be edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fixed it edition. Yeah, yeah. What I would love if there's a way to get a um tabletop figurine of like you know the main characters and the main sprite oh, work God. uh for my hero quest uh that would be great. I would love that. I would love to do that. A, a 3D print something out or or get it sculpted too. Like there's some uh very good and talented uh, 
dudes that do sculpting specifically for miniatures and tabletop games and stuff who who are fans of Savage, which is pretty cool to see. Like, oh, can I can I hire you to just like make some Savage miniatures? So who knows that maybe that's that's more pie in the sky stuff. But yeah, that's awesome though. I, I it it bothers me how much creativity you have for this because I want some. <laughs> so just have to go ash first, Balsh. Ash first, okay. I got the I got the ass hairs to do it. I just have to find the long one, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and tug, <laughs> really hard, just not hard enough to yank it out. Okay, so I digress. You wanted to say like any th- any thank yous, not to us. I, you already did that, so shut up. Oh, okay. Uh, well, sc- <laughs> uh, screw you guys. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, no, I, I, like- I do appreciate it, and I like your. Pi- I still need to. Um, I still need to binge through the rest of it. Like I've got, uh, you know, a few episodes deep and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, and I've been taking bits and pieces off some of the newer stuff. Uh, but I, I'm weird where I'm like, I got to start at the beginning. I got to start at the beginning. Otherwise I don't know anything, which is not, yeah, I'm, not feasible like for most humans, but <laughs> thankfully I get to sit at home and work and, you know, I can just put something like that on. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm very grateful for you guys having me on and, and asking me questions about the game and everything. And yeah, whoever has picked up the game, or who's just watching, who watches the the streams, who uh, participates in any of that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you for your uh, patience on all this. I don't, I, I'm still weirded out that I kind of get to do this, not necessarily for a good living yet, <laughs> but, but uh, for an aspect of, you know, of living, I, I'm, I'm st- outrageously grateful to anyone listening who's, uh, you know, who supported the game in, in any capacity. So thank you. Well, it's it's definitely deserving of it. I, I do want to say a few things real quick. Watching you during your development streams of this is kind of like the reverse of most popular documentaries. Like <laughs> the reverse example, of excitement. What? No, no, no. If you ever watch like a documentary on how your food is made, you come away thinking, oh my God, I ate that. And then <laughs> some time goes by and shamefully you eat it again and try to block out that memory. But watching you is like, this is so much cooler than what I would have ever thought. Um, one of my first times I'd ever got a chance to watch you stream the development of the game, I remember very vividly, this was a couple of years ago, you were um, animating, working on the falling animations from like recoil or blowback from getting damaged. And you were just tweaking all these things and I'm like watching intently and thinking, I've never really paid attention to the yeah, just the idiosyncrasies or whatever you would say for for those kind of Things you kind of, you know, if you grow up just playing games and you never think about what goes into it, you take that for granted. And it was so funny because the game that I played after watching you do that was uh, Moon Crystal for the first time. Oh, man. Which is completely overly animated. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was the hyperbole of of that. So uh, (laughs) now I'm like hyper aware, like going back to play, you know, Batman for the NES or, you know, any of the double dragon games and stuff like that. I'm always very aware now. uh, And I credit that to you, the, uh, the man behind the curtain. Wow. The creator. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That game is funny. That's a funny game. (laughs) I'm just saying like, (laughs) you know, I, I I love the game. I love what you've done, uh, but I respect the hell out of it because I've seen it. Thank you. Yeah, there's there are things that we just yeah there's things that we just uh, kind of assimilate as we play these growing up. You know, where we we kind of understand how it's supposed to feel, but maybe not how to communicate it. If you were forced to, you know, do what I have forced myself to do for the past like ten years, you know, to to make it work. It's like how did how did they even like how did they even do that? But you kind of feel your way through it, right? You kind of feel like like this isn't correct to me somehow. Like if you know the the jump's not working quite the way I want it to or the gravity's not working quite the way like I think and I think anybody like can do it like because we all have the practice just from playing these damn things like we all kind of have this weird uh designer you know lurking in the shadows lurking in our moon crystals I'll show you <laughs> yeah, right it's it's speaking the language and then taking the classes like I spoke English before I went to school but then I took English class and I'm like that's why that is like that yeah, yeah 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 so you're the you're the English teacher settle down class <laughs> time for another terribly uncomfortable lesson so, so i don't know if you have all 10 of your digits but uh nine and three quarters <laughs> tobor nine and three quarters which i believe is a prime so that's fine tobor, after nine and three quarters <laughs> all right so th- yeah this has been great man thank you for being here we really appreciate no this. thank you gentlemen uh, i appreciate this very very much 
let's uh let's end it here with uh where can we find you where can we find your game let's uh plug your your media your, your twitch page your website steam page whatever let's uh let's 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 tell the people how sure uh you can find savage the shard of gosen on steam uh and you can download a free demo that is uh, about a, uh, the first quarter of the world map so you could, you get there's a lot of video game in that demo probably too much uh, but I don't care. You go play that. You can check it out. You can wishlist it on Steam. Uh, and if you like it, you can uh, buy it and and help uh, support the development of the game until it's done. You can watch it uh, be developed live on Twitch TV, sometimes on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Twitch under Tobor Prime. And on YouTube, I'm under Planet Tobor TV. Uh, there's more video content coming there as well. T-O-B-O-R, by the way. Yes, T-O-B-O-R. And you can find me on Twitter at Tobor Prime. Again, thank you, Tobor, for being here. And uh, hopefully now we can uh, open up some more eyes to what all this stuff is, all this game stuff that you're doing and and what it works out to be. So I hope uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. Check out Savage. Great game. Amazing. Great music, great art. Yeah. So, uh, support a great dev. And this is all single-handed, by the way. There's, there's no He is a one-man dev team. So that's something we never stressed in the, in the beginning. And I'd like to make sure. Tobor is savage. Stress being the key word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So thanks again. And uh, yeah, man, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully I get to play some more Savage soon. I'm looking forward to the, the next patch update you're doing. Mm. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Of course. All right. Okay, so this has been Press B to Cancel. I'm Paul 109 I'm joined again by Guy Prime from The Therapy Couch. And today we've been interviewing Tobor Prime. Ash and first. Sha- and Ash, Ash first. And the, sha- the Shard of Ghost Inn. So thank you again. And uh, until next time, guys, keep, it, keep pressing B. Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Ancient found on SoundCloud or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Cancel. Thank you.